by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. Well, we're still talking about being bigger on the inside. Tonight's message is called Praising the Power Down. Yeah, didn't there, didn't there used to be a song that we used to play? Praising the power down. <laughs> Before we get started, I want to do this. I want you to stand to your feet. We're going to have a Shabbat praise. Some of you older people, or some of you more mature people that's been around here longer, remember what a Shabbat praise is. We used to have them a lot. We, we still have them in the jailhouse when we go into the jailhouse. A Shabbat praise, I wrote it down so... You wouldn't have to take my word for it. <laughs> Shabbat is one of the Hebrew words for praise. It says to address in a loud tone. Say loud. loud. <laughs> to address in a loud tone, to commend, to triumph, to exclaim, to glory, to shout. And what we usually do on the count of three, we just yell hallelujah as long and as loud as we can. Now I tell you, when you're in the jailhouse now, I don't know about you, but when you're in the jailhouse, you scream out like that, you're liable to get thrown in a hole or something, and you need a release. So when the preacher comes in there and says, it's all right to shout, they shout. I mean, they hear them down at the other end of the jail. So maybe somebody in here needs to be free tonight. I don't know. Somebody's got some stuff on them. Maybe you just, when's the last time you shouted? That wasn't at your kids. When's the last time you shouted for victory, huh? So on the count of three, we're just going to shout as long, as loud, and hard as we can. Are you ready? Are you ready back there, Tom? You got the, you got the noise meter back there to see if we do good? All right, on the count of three. I'm going to cut my mic off when I yell because I don't want to blow the speaker out. Three! I see some people getting free on that. See how easy it is. Have a seat. Have a seat. We ain't through. Turn to Psalms 150. <laughs> oh, how easy it is. Because we got something to shout about. I mean, if I was just up here telling you to shout because, we, you know, we all work at the same place or something, you'd be like, oh, okay. Psalm 150 says, praise the Lord, with an exclamation point. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise him. Praise his unequaled greatness. Isn't that the truth? Praise him with the blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the strings and the flutes. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with the loud clanging of cymbals. 
everything that has breath, sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, y'all talking back to me tonight. I got an amen corner all over the room. <laughs> y'all know the story of Je Jehoshaphat. He was a king of Judah. And he was a pretty good king. His daddy was named Asa. And Asa was one of the good kings. And Jehoshaphat was doing real good himself, you know, as far as God was concerned. He had a few problems, but God, for the most part, was real happy with Jepho Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. <laughs> then the enemy rose up against him. Uh, I think it was the Ammonites and the Moabites and some characters from Mount Seir, wherever that was. And, and they all gathered, and they were fixing to wipe out little Judah in Jerusalem where King Jehoshaphat was king. And Jehoshaphat fell on his face and he said, God, these are the same people that when you brought Moses out of Egypt, they wouldn't even let us go through their land. We had to go around. We could have wiped them out. But we was gracious and, and, and said, okay, we'll go around. And we went around. And now they're trying to come and take the land that you gave to us. That ain't right, God. God agreed. And he sent a prophet to tell Jehoshaphat, I got you taken care of. I got you back. I'm going to battle for you. Isn't it good that God will go to battle before us? Man, how many really was, wants to fight yourself? I don't. I like to do it like Jehoshaphat. Anyway, Jehoshaphat, he made this proclamation. He, he came up with this idea, and I can imagine how it must have went over in the break room down at his military base. I can see one of his big, strong warriors with muscles and been out there training all day with the spear and the bow and his sword, you know, come in, takes his big shield off and his helmet, goes over to the coffee pot. Woo, got a good workout in today. I'm ready for him. What about you? And, and some guy at the, sitting at the table drinking his coffee looks over and says, have you heard what Jehoshaphat's talking about doing? No, what? I don't know what's wrong with our king. He's talking about putting the praise team in front when we go to war. Can you imagine how they felt? The praise team, have you seen those little wimps? What they going to do? I mean, you see our praise team. <laughs> hey, I'm included in that. Would you send them guys? No, no. Jehoshaphat's idea was we're going to send the praise team first. Why did he do it? Because God told him, hey, I'm going to fight the battle. I'm going, and he trusted that God would fight the battle. See, that's the deal. When you trust that God's going to do what he said he's going to do, you can go on and praise. You can put praise first. You ain't got to be planning what you're going to do. <laughs> You know, we've always been a church of praise, a worshiping church. I remember when I first came here, almost 20 years ago now. I was in a different building then, but, but I came, and I had a religious background, you know. I'd been to a few churches. I raised Catholic and everything, and I'd been to a few churches. I know how much most churches 
operated. And I know the sour faces that, that you usually saw sitting in the pew, you know, in a church, regular church. And I walked up into this church when it was called Spirit of Life back then those days. And I saw something different. I saw people raising their hand during praise and worship. I saw tears coming out of people's eyes. I thought these people was nuts. I'm like, what's wrong with these folks? That ain't dignified. Don't they know they're in church? They're supposed to talk in a Mr. Ed voice. You know, what are they doing? There was people got up, took off running in the Holy Spirit. I didn't know what was wrong with them at the time. I didn't understand it all. But something in t inside me said, hey, they seem legitimate. They seem to actually feel about the God the way everybody else says that they do. But they're displaying it. And I knew something was different. So it didn't take me long because I think we're all crying out for the authentic. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about some made-up stuff. Now, we try hard not to make up stuff. But, I mean, if the Spirit is moving, you're going to sit there like a pillar of salt. Well, I saw something I'd never seen before. And it didn't take me long to say, hey, that seems like the God that everybody says is so good that they're worshiping, so I got saved. I didn't understand it all. I didn't know if I was ever going to be like them. <laughs> Most of you, some of you have been here 30 years, still feel the same way. <laughs> but I couldn't deny there was some genuine love and affection for the Lord going on and some real praise and some worship in spirit and truth. And so I gave my heart to the Lord. And I joined right in. I've just always been that kind of person when I see the real and it makes sense to me, and I make up my mind, I'm a whole hog kind of guy. Y'all remember that series? Whole hog, I'm a whole hog kind of guy. So I became uninhibited, at least for me. I remember there would be worship services and stuff, and people would be greeting after the worship service, and I was still in my chair like this, drunk in the Holy Ghost. I remember going to services and just, I mean, I don't even remember the sir. I would be so drunk in the Holy Ghost. And it wasn't because, and other people may not have been. It wasn't like just an overpowering service. It was a hunger in me. It was a connection. And when I made that connection, and do, do you know you can connect with God? Everybody else can be sitting here like a, not on a log. There you go. But you can connect with God if you want to. Want to. Making up new words. We, you can ask Tony. Tony was fresh out of the Catholic Church when I got him to start playing bass. And we used to have a little prayer closet. I wish Gary was here. Because Gary used to be in there. It was back behind the stage. Richard was in that prayer closet. And we would go in there, and it was like a little bench in there. It was like a five-by-five five room. It was a changing room. And we would shut the door and be jet black in there. Couldn't see nothing. And boy, we started cranking up them Hondas. Honda, 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 Honda. I mean, and, Garrett, and uh, Tony didn't know nothing about all that. He would come out of that room, eyes big. 
Oh, Lord. He wanted to go into a Gregorian chant or something that he had been doing at his church. <clears throat> but I tell you what, we prayed, we praised the power down up in there. Those were his days. And uh, me and Gary sometimes, we would come to the church. I, I can't remember which one of us had a key. But we would come late at night sometimes, after 10 o'clock or so. And we would go in that big, huge sanctuary, and it was the, the Spirit of God always rested in that place, sort of like he does here. And, and we would go in there, and we'd cut all the lights out except for one light way at the top of that building, just enough so we could see. And I would get on the grand piano, and I didn't know nothing about playing the piano. And he would get on his acoustic, and, we, and I would just hit, like, the two chords that I knew, and I would just sing out of my heart, and Gary would sing a little bit out of his heart, and we would go back, and we were just worshiping the Lord, and we would sit in there until we couldn't think of anything else to say, and I would say, keep playing, Gary. I got up out of the piano and went over to the pulpit and opened up the Bible to the book of Psalms and just started singing psalms to the Lord. That's the way this church got formed, you know. And I, and I grew a passion for worship and for praising Lord and understanding that you need to do it every day because it sets you free. Praise sets the captives free. I'm just wondering, have we grown past that? Do we have too much dignity now? I don't want that to happen. Out of all the things you want to leave behind, that ain't one of them. I looked up the word dignity because I find myself trying to be dignified. <laughs> Y'all can't imagine that, can you? It says a sense of pride in oneself. Self-respect. A lot of self in that definition. If there's one thing you want to leave behind, is self. We're supposed to die to self. Just saying. Sort of like David did, you know. You know the story when, when he was bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem after he became king. Man, they went six steps. He said, stop. Let's kill a bull and some goats. Let's do a sacrifice. And they would sacrifice. He, had his, he put on some priestly garments. Now, if anybody is the king, you would think he would want to be dignified. Right? Kings want to be dignified. They want pomp and pretense and all that kind of stuff. But here's the king of all Israel. He's put a, took, taken off his kingly robes and off his crown and he's put on priestly garments and he's dancing before the Ark of the Covenant. I mean cutting a rug. I mean dancing like there's no tomorrow. I mean with a tambourine and flutes and, and lyres and all those things going on all at the same time. Electric guitars and I don't know if they had. And some people thought, well, that's beneath a king. He looks so small doing that. My friends, nothing will make you bigger on the inside than praising the Lord. Nothing will make you bigger than praising the Lord. They said he looks small, 
But when you think about kings, who do you think about? You think of the king of kings, first of all. But who else do you think about? King David. All these years later, he may be small in the people's sight, but he's large in the Lord's sight. Large, I'm telling you. God said he's a man after my own heart. Wasn't a perfect man, but he knew how to praise the Lord. What is praise? One Hebrew word for praise is yada, like yada, yada, yada. But it's spelled Y-A-D-A-H. It means giving praise, or it gives giving praise, giving thanks, or confessing. It's used in the, in the Old Testament. Another word used in the Old Testament for praise is zamar. It means to sing praise. So there, I think there's like seven words used for the word praise, and, and they all add a lo- little quality of, of something. We're not going to get into all of them tonight. A third word translated praise is hallel. You may recognize that as part of the compound word hallelujah. Hallelujah, the halu means to praise, to honor, and to commend. And the J-A-H is short, Yah, for Yahweh. So it just simply means to praise the Lord, to honor, commend Yahweh, our Savior. So when you hear somebody yelling, hallelujah, we do that all the time. I just thought it was a church word, didn't know what it meant. It just means praise the Lord. You're just, it's just an expression. I think most of us who know how good God is go around saying hallelujah all the time. Becky, hallelujah, anyhow, huh? (laughs) She just says it anyhow. One thing praise is good for, it's a great spiritual weapon in your spiritual warfare. You know, yesterday when I was up here praying and asking the Lord, seeking what I should teach about, I was... I was just having a moment of praise, and I was having breakthrough. I'm telling you, if you didn't hear me from your house, you probably wasn't listening real well. You wouldn't, if you're, wherever your job is, because I was shouting, man. I was shouting some walls down. How do you, you know, I probably wouldn't do that in front of everybody because I'm dignified, but, but how many of you, sometimes when you're by yourself, you really let out a shout? I'm telling you, just that one shout that we did tonight, I, I saw it just years of heaviness coming off people. You need to learn to shout. Anyway, I was shouting yesterday, boy. I was so excited. I said, Lord, you want me to teach on praise? We're going to talk about praise. And, and I started getting all these ideas, and I was writing them down. I was so excited. Woo, breakthrough, man. I was cutting a rug over here. I was dancing and shouting and jumping, and I was running through the pews and everything. Y'all don't know what goes on when y'all ain't here. and so then we had prayer and 16 people came to prayer it was awesome i mean we're we're a praying church for sure and then we had band practice and by the time i got up to band practice i put my guitar on and i was like (laughs) heaviness set in i don't know what it was like a somebody threw a wet blanket on me yeah, they was laughing at me at practice, wasn't you? I was playing this song, and I said, this is my face. 
And I kept looking at them, and they kept saying, <laughs> they was laughing at my face. And I was like, I don't care. It was a heaviness got on me, and I went home in a bad mood. Spiritual warfare. The devil don't want me telling you about how to praise. I tell you what, when you get ready to, if he knows you're fixing to preach something important, man, he's going to fight you. That's why you pray for your pastor. I tell you what, it was a heaviness. But sometimes you got to praise anyway. And I, I've learned, I, I didn't recognize it until I got home and Angie told me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she said, you know, it's spiritual warfare. You got to praise your way out. So I've been trying to pray, praise all day. I still had a spirit of heaviness on me all day today before this message. You believe that? It's a fight. And if you're going to make up your mind, you're going to praise, you're going to go through a fight, but just tell him, hey, I'm fixing to break through your little fake wall that you're trying to stop me, and then we're going on through, and you might as well give up. Because you got to do it. you got to do it. you got to praise your way out of depression and oppression and heaviness and all that mully grubs, whatever's going on in your life. David encouraged himself in the Lord. When, when everybody had given up on David, wanted to stone him, his own people, they had run off with his family and all his goods and everything, and it looked like he was at the end of his road, had nothing. It says he encouraged himself in the Lord. What does that mean? I imagine there was some praise going on during that time. I imagine he was like, Lord, you, you got me through the bear. I remember you helped me with the lion. Man, you had guided that rock, knocked out Goliath. What am I even sad about? You're a good God. You're a wonderful God. You're a loving God. You've always been for me. You've never let me down. What am I even thinking? Why am I, why are you so down? Lift up your head. <laughs> he encouraged himself in the Lord. Went and got his stuff back. And then a couple days later, they made him king. Which way would you have went in that situation? <laughs> we have to fight for what goes on in this mind. It's a battle. I tell you, your best weapon is praise. Just go on and do a crazy praise if you have to. Raising your hands is a sign of surrender to God. In other words, it's putting it in God's hands. Here, you take it. They done drove me half crazy. I'm giving it to you, God. Raise your hands and just surrender. And shouting causes those walls to crumble, just like in Jericho. That's what we did. We just shouted some walls down tonight. And we ain't through yet. The night ain't over. <laughs> Paul and Silas in the midnight hour, in shackles, in the innermost dungeon, all they did was begin to encourage themselves and, you know, let's praise the Lord. Well, my back's kind of hurting. Can you reach it? No. I can't reach mine either. But let's praise the Lord. All right, Paul. You start. <laughs> you go first. Sometimes you got to have a partner. Somebody needs to encourage you. Sometimes somebody's down and you need somebody to call you and say, hey, don't forget God. They began to shout in the prisons. Shackles broke off. The door rattled open. Everybody was set free. 
prays and sets the captives free. And usually the captain is you. The captain, the captive is you. Praise may go against your personality. Y'all might be shy like me. You know, it may go against your natural inclinations to praise the Lord, to get outside of yourself and show some emotions. You know, the only place you may let yourself go is at the football game. Or, yeah, okay. <clears throat> so you can praise. <laughs> You're a fanatic, a football fanatic. You can praise if you want to. And you say, well, I, no, I don't, you know, I don't like extreme. I, I like to, I'm, I'm mild and mild-mannered. I don't like to be extreme. Well, praise can get extreme when it comes from the heart. There's no telling. Think of all the things that come, emanate from the heart. Jealousy, anger, those things can be extreme. What if you begin to let the praise and you begin to think about God, meditate on him, you begin to speak things, man, it's going to get loud. It can get extreme. <laughs> Shouting's loud. Music that you worship to, crank it up. Let us feel it. You know what I'm saying? Let's feel it. Get extreme. <laughs> you may not like it loud. Get you some earplugs. No. Because people wouldn't go up on the mountain with God because it was loud. And it was extreme. Jesus, God said, come on up and see me face to face. And only Moses would go. Because it was loud and they were scared. The horns are blowing. God is an extreme God. We make these limits for ourselves. Let the limits off. There's power in the loud. If I preach this message like this the whole way through and just one That's about what you'd get out of it. It's like that teacher in Snoopy or something. Didn't that scripture we just said says loud clanging cymbals? Ain't nobody got time for that. Have you ever sat next to a loud clanging cymbal? That's why Tony can't hear now. Nobody wants to hear a loud clanging cymbal, but God does. God likes it. So clang away, Brother Troy, Brother Richard. There's benefits of praise. There's benefits. It's being who we're called to be. If that ain't a benefit... There's nothing better than finding who you are and being it. We were created to be living instruments of praise. You were. All creation was designed to give him praise. Birds sing, leaves rustle. Rocks cry out if they have to. Psalms 19.1 says, The heavens proclaim the glory of God, and the skies display his craftsmanship. Turn to Psalms 148. says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. 
I don't guess we could do that yet. Unless we've been an airplane. But it says, praise him from the skies. Praise him, all his angels. Oh, they can do it. Praise him, all the armies of heaven. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, you twinkling stars. Praise him, skies above. Praise him, vapors high above the clouds. Let every created thing give praise to the Lord. For he issued his command, and they came into being. He set them in place forever and ever. You know you're an eternal being, right? He decreed. His decree will never be revoked. Praise the Lord from the earth, you creatures of the ocean depths. Fire and hail, snow and clouds, wind and weather that obey him, mountains and all hills, fruit and all cedar trees, wild animals and all livestock, small scurrying animals and birds, king, kings of the earth and all people. There you are. Praise him. Rulers and judges of the earth, young men, young women, old men. There's Tony. Children. <clears throat> and let them all praise the name of the Lord. For his name is very great. His glory towers over the earth and heaven. He has made his people strong, honoring his faithful ones, the people of Israel who are close to him. Praise the Lord. And we say, praise the Lord. <clears throat> when we make much of God, it simply reveals our love and devotion to him. Isn't that what you want to do? Isn't that your inclination? Certainly it is. It lifts him up and makes him big. Like when I came into this church, I saw people making him big. I said, who is this God they're serving? Because that's the one I want to serve, not the one I've seen before. Because this must be a really good God. <clears throat> uh, Psalms 92.1 says, It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. Deuteronomy 10.21 says, He is thy praise. In another place it says, He inhabits the praises of his people. He likes to be right in amongst that. And I like him to be near me because in the presence of the Lord is what? Fullness of joy. How many needs a little joy? You praise your way right into it. Praise your way right into it. As we praise, we're reminded of the victories that God has given us. <laughs> and if you be honest that you're still here, whoo, that's a major victory. For what he has done, what he has promised to do, it builds our faith and gets us, <laughs> gets us ready for future challenges. Smart people praise God. Before they even see the victory. They just go and praise him because they know it's coming. That's faith. Cause those things which be not as though they were. Faith, is, faith people are praising people. It prepares the way for fellowship with him. Best way to get in his presence. You know, if you just come asking a lot of questions and some. You may have to start out with a dry prayer. I, I usually like to pray, when we, even when we start corporate prayer or any, any prayer, you know, always give him just a moment of thanks. Let, let's not just go in and say, huh, give me, give me, my name's Jimmy. <laughs> you know, go give him some honor. You don't just walk into the, you know, the presence of the king of kings like you own the place. You are his kid. And it's okay sometimes. But it's so much better if you come in and give him some honor and praise that he's due. 
Psalms 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to his name. Praise his name. Praising just simply puts the battle in his hands. Man, when he sees you praising, I, I got it for you. I got it for you. Just like you're a good parent and your kid come in, <laughs> they can butter you up like nobody's business. You'd be buying them the, the PlayStation and a new bicycle and a four-wheeler, whatever. If they, all, all they had, if they only knew, all they had to do was say, you're a great mama. You're a great daddy. I love you. Sit in your lap for a moment, man. They have you all buttered up. It ain't like you're fooling God, but he likes it. He likes it. So Jehovah, not Jehovah, Jehoshaphat, he put the praisers on the front line. Let's go to 2 Chronicles 20, and we'll find out how that worked. Surely you don't put a bunch of skinny praisers up there when you got all these fine warriors who are in, in training. They've trained their whole life to fight the enemy. That's the way some of us are. Trained our whole life to do everything ourselves. <laughs> Y'all fat with praise. Second Chronicles 20, verse 21. It says, after consulting the people, King Jehoshaphat appointed singers to walk ahead of the army. <laughs> Are you sure, Jehoshaphat? Singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. I guess Jehoshaphat trusted God, but I think he also knew that the biggest people in his kingdom were the praisers. Uh-oh, I said something good about the praise team just then. Those who know how to praise the Lord, they're the biggest on the inside. And if you're getting God's work done, that counts more than how big you are on the outside. Bodily exercise profit is little, but godliness is what? Um, what's the rest of that? Is profitable in all things. I think that's what it says. Don't quote me. This is what they sang. So they went out. Can you imagine you've got your sword and you're ready to go against this group and they come at you singing? <laughs> What's wrong with these people? This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. And at the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. Their enemies fighting among themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. Way to go, guys. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw was dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. They killed each other. I think that's what happens to the devil and the demons when we begin to praise. They get so confused. <laughs> King Jehoshaphat and his men went out together to gather the plunder, and they, they found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. 
And on the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessing. I don't know what it was called before this, but which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. I want to live in the Valley of Blessing, to be honest. It's still called the Valley of Blessing today. Then all the men returned to Jerusalem, and Jehoshaphat leading them, overjoyed that the Lord had given them the victory over their enemies. They marched into Jerusalem to the music of harps, lyres, and trumpets, and they proceeded to the temple of the Lord. They went straight to God's house. <laughs> and when all the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel, the fear of God came over them. So Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace. But God had given him rest on every side. Victory, rest, peace, plunder, blessings. Knowing that God is for you, not against you. Praise may look weird to the world. I mean, if you're going to let it all hang out, the world's going to say, uh, okay. But a believer too dignified to praise the Lord that's what really looks silly. Knowing what you know and you're going to hold back, that's what's silly. <clears throat> so David, he's out there dancing in front of the, the ark. He's so excited. I mean, he's really letting it go, probably like I did yesterday. In 2 Samuel 6.20, it says, When David returned home to bless his own family, Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet him. She said in disgust, how distinguished the king of Israel looked today, <laughs> shamelessly exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person might do. David ducked his head. And, I'm sorry, sweetie. Come here. I'm sorry. He wasn't ashamed of his praise. He retorted to Michael, I was dancing before the Lord. Ain't no shame in that game. He chose me above my father and all his family. He appointed me to be the leader of Israel, the people of the Lord, so I celebrate before the Lord. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to even look more foolish than this, even to be humiliated in my own eyes. But those servant girls you mentioned will indeed think I am distinguished. So Michael, the daughter of Saul, remained childless throughout her entire life. You better watch when you start criticizing somebody else's praise. <laughs> she never did bear any fruit after that. Praise causes walls to crumble. Change to break, mountains to move, strongholds to be removed, and giants to fall. Do you need any of that in your life? <clears throat> Sunday, we started that first praise song. I don't know if it was us, if it was y'all, but everybody was standing, but it was like a bunch of statues. And I looked, and the only movement I saw was somebody sitting in the very back corner, and I thank God just put them there to give me a reference point. And they was a visitor, and they was back there raising their hand and clapping. And I thought, is this the same church that I started out at? Now, see, what's happened is over time, we get new people. We don't have all the same people that we had back then. We got a lot of the same people. We got a core here. 
But the people that used to praise like we used to praise are still here, but we're outnumbered by the new people. And so I don't know if we're just trying to rein it in a little bit or what. But I got a better suggestion. Why don't we teach them how to praise? Why don't we stop being reserved and dignified and praise the Lord like we used to? Ain't no shame in that game. And they're looking for the real. I'm not talking about a bunch of fake stuff. I have never been a proponent of making things happen. I'm not talking about you getting up and running just to, to everybody to look at you. And if you, you know, if you don't like raising your hand or whatever. But I'm talking about a realness. I mean, I think we're coming in here. I think we've got used to coming in on a Sunday morning when the praise team is up here and it's time for us to worship the Lord. And uh, half of us dragging in somewhere through the middle of the service or whatever. We don't come prepared. We're doing a lot of fellowship and doing great in that regards. But we need to fellowship with the Lord. We need to spend that time getting our hearts right. So the Word of God can make an impact. Let's go to Psalms 145. We're about to close. I'm counting on some of you veterans to help me change the culture. We're changing the culture all kind of ways. We're becoming that right there. But we don't want to slide back on praise. It says, I will exalt you, my God and my King. And praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Because you're an eternal being. And he's given you eternal salvation. An eternal home with him. I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim. Say, I will. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. The Lord, he's merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. The Lord, he's good to everyone. He showers compassion on all of his creation. All of your works will thank you, Lord. for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.